Welcome to Gone Fishing, a show diving into cybersecurity threats that surround our highly connected lives. Human vulnerability is almost completely ignored in the security awareness space. But why is that? Every human is different. Every person has unique vulnerabilities that expose them to potentially successful social engineering. It's time to change the focus and bring it back to the human factor. On this show, we'll discuss human vulnerability and how it relates to unique individuals. Assessing the constantly evolving human risk is how we make our company safer and more secure. I'm Connor Swalm, CEO of FinSecurity, and welcome to Gone Fishing. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Gone Fishing. I'm your host, Connor, the CEO at Fin, and I am joined by the wonderful Kelsey Blankenship, Channel Engagement Manager at CyberQP. That is correct. I struggle with things that have a lot of syllables, so I'm glad I got that out without yeah. stuttering. You did only give me one last name, so that makes sense. Blankenship Lackland. <laughs> Good job. See, a lot of syllables. See, I knew that if I didn't cut one out somewhere, I know I was I just going to start stuttering. I understand. Awesome. Well, thanks for joining me today. How are you? Happy to be here. Thank you. Um, I'm wonderful. I've been hearing that people are getting fall weather. Um, I'm in Dallas, Texas, and we are still not yet. So good stuff. It is very fall over here. It's like 60 and the leaves are on the ground now. So it's incredible. We just have dead grass and it was almost 90 this weekend. So perfect golfing (laughs) weather. (laughs) Awesome. What what does a channel engagement manager do? That is a really good question. Um, This has actually been a little bit my title the last almost three years that I've been in the channel. Um, Truthfully, I look at it as engaging within the community, being a presence um, that people associate you with the company you work with, um, a positive presence, I'd hope. Um, It is technically part of the marketing team. Um, I am a marketing girly. And I used to be coordinator and I got promoted to manager. That's just kind of a, a ranking. I I don't really manage anything other than myself, I guess. And I'm a lot to manage. <laughs> you have trouble doing that sometimes. So why bring other people into it at this point? But I think you're right. I think uh, one thing that's unique about this industry is who you are, your brand reflects a ton. Like totally. the kind of person you are. Do people yeah. feel friend do people feel that you're friendly, inviting? Do they feel excited when they talk to you? Are they happy that you're sometimes I see people at events more than I see most of my own employees. So it's like this weird thing where I'm spending more time with them than I am like my own people. But totally here we are. It's a weird thing. Um, What does it look like to build that personal brand in the channel today? It's honestly been a really interesting experience because I didn't realize I was doing it um, at the time. Um, But at the last company I was at, truthfully, it kind of starts with your virtual presence. You build that and then in person, you know, if you build it, they will come. Um, at the last company I was at, I was probably posting on LinkedIn like once a month. And I felt like the most annoying employee that <laughs> existed within the company because nobody else was really posting super often. And then I came here and Jimmy, whom we all know and love and who has been a guest on this podcast before, told me flat out, he said, you need to step your LinkedIn game up. I was like, oh, okay. Like I have permission. He said, he gave me really good advice. He said, I post every day at 10 a.m. Eastern. 
I will say he's not as strict about it anymore. I think he used to have an alarm and he'd post every single day. Now it's, it's not as tight of a schedule, but um, I do not post that often. I don't post at a strict time, but I do post on LinkedIn almost every single day, sometimes multiple times a day. And I have had so many people come up to me in person and be like, I've never met you before, but you're at the top of my LinkedIn every time I open my phone. So I want to meet you. And I think starting, like I said, on the virtual end is super important, but then being able to back it up in person and being someone that people actually want to talk to and enjoy spending time with is honestly the most basic part of building that personal brand. I feel like there are a lot of people that know me through LinkedIn. So there's just like, Connor from LinkedIn, and then they see me in person. Like, oh, that's that's the guy. That's the part. That's yeah. I imagine it's the same way. It's like she's who I've seen talk on LinkedIn all the time. I, maybe yeah. I hope. Hopefully, they don't think it's annoying. You know, some people think I'm annoying, but it's okay. I, I have had some people tell me like, "You do great work, but it's too much." Okay, sorry. I don't even know what that would mean. It's like if it's great, what makes it too much? Um, I have been told I should only post once a week. I got too much to say. Truthfully. And if you said it all, what would happen? Nobody would read it if I did it once a week in one big long post. Once a week in a big long post. Somebody might, you could do it in one of those like LinkedIn. Uh, like blog? Yeah, yeah. Articles. 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 Sorry. I need to be more professional. You need to step your LinkedIn game up. Jimmy was right. I'd say I've done all right. Um, I will say as a young woman, um, I don't accept just anyone on LinkedIn, because that's kind of internet safety. We've always been taught. Um, I don't accept anyone I don't know on any platform. So I do have to have had some sort of interaction with someone before I accept them, or at least know that um, they exist in a safe, actual human capacity. It's not a, uh, it's not a, the fake Ashley Cooper trying to get to you again. Right. Cooper. So this, um, this personal brand that precedes you everywhere you go, how do you Truly. make that authentic? Well, I think going back to not even realizing I was building it, um, just being truly who you are. Of course, you're always kind of tying it back to company values, whatever your company sells, anything like that. But still, at the end of the day, keeping it you, if that makes sense. Um, I'd say personally, I use emojis. I am a little frilly, a little fun with it because that's who I am as a person, you know, I'm, I'm sparkly in real life too. So, um, keeping it true to however you are, you don't want to have to, I think Morgan and I have talked about this. Um, you don't want to like have to keep up a facade all the time. You can't in this industry because whenever you're around people in person, it's typically 7am to what, two, three in the morning. Sometimes like you can't keep up a facade that entire time. You, you've got to be truly who you are because they'll see it eventually. That is very true that you end up spending so much time with people that if you're doing something or saying something online, that's not doesn't align, doesn't align with who you are when, when they meet with you, it's like, oh, this is a completely different person. It's an immediate turnoff. It's yeah. like they, a lot of people value the authenticity above and beyond anything else. It's like, there's a few things before they get to, can this person's company help me? And it's, do I like this person? And are they being transparent and authentic? Totally. Yeah, this is like way before the selling process even starts. <laughs> yeah. Is that uh what makes it powerful for an individual to have a personal brand? Why should anyone have one in, yeah. in the MSP industry? Um, honestly, I preach this a lot to my friends in the industry, people who are newer to the industry. Um, it sets you apart from just being a 
title at a company. It, you know, later on in life, whenever you're looking for your next role, your next adventure, um, you won't just be applying as a BDR, you know, like if you have that personal brand, people know you, people like you, they will want you specifically. Like the skills for a position will come, but you, your presence, your brand, your genuine self can't be recreated. So I think it adds a lot of value, um, not only in what you're doing now and building who you are, but also whenever that company gets taken out of who you are, you are still standing on your own two feet. You still exist. Yeah. In a capacity that people are aware of. Yeah. Instead of it's just like, oh, like it, it, if the minute you took off that Finn shirt, like you and you had no presence, people would be like, who's this guy? You know, I'm invisible. <laughs> I mean, Finn is a lot of my identity at this point, I guess, but it's true. You make, um, you make a really good point is in the absence of the company you work at, it's like, do people know who you are, what you stand for, uh, and what kind of person you are? And I always, uh, I forget who I was saying this to, it might have been Jimmy. People in this industry buy from people they like. Totally. Like, don't show up to sell. Don't show up to be a salesperson. You know, everyone can walk into a room and point them out. And they're usually, uh, they're dressed too business casual. You know what yeah. I mean? It's like, there's business casual and there's, uh, they're trying to dress down, but they're not doing it too right. <laughs> yeah. Then you see them and you're like, well, I don't want to go talk to those people. I'm just going to get sold to the entire time. And I'm just trying to hang out with my friends and have interesting conversation and meet people again for the first time in sometimes years or yeah. spend time with my friends and my you know employees and my coworkers. Yeah, you did. I did have that like little note tucked away. People buy from people that they like that. I heard that during a fireside chat by Robert T. Ray. Um, and <laughs> it really stuck with me. It's like, oh yeah, that makes sense. Like, yeah, somebody that people like, and the the sales will come. <laughs> that's that's usually, or rather, it's like they'll want to associate with you. And yeah, if you provide any any amount of value as an organization or as an individual, maybe you're selling consulting or any service that you offer. It's like, well, if they like you, that's like eighty percent of the battle. The other twenty percent is, can you actually help them? Yeah. Well, I'd say if they don't like you, but you have a product that they like, the minute you've got a competitor, boom, bye. <laughs> They're gone. Or the minute you no longer work at that company, you know, yeah. companies selling to other companies in this industry happens, it happened like six times last month. So <laughs> I can't keep up. I can't either. I mean, I just watched, I just get a little feed every, every week. I'll look at it. Oh, that's interesting. Neat. So it's like, I mean, the question I wanted to ask is should a, should a person make their personal brand around their company or themselves as an individual. I feel like I know what you're going to say here. Yeah. Well, honestly, going back to Jimmy, um, before we worked together, he was at a company called Scout and he was Jimmy from Scout. That was like his Reddit handle. That was like how you knew. I'm like, ah, oh, it's Jimmy from Scout. Like, I believe that's how he started most of his videos. And then once Scout was acquired, I remember there was this big like shakeup where he was like, I have to update my handle. Like I have to change what I say. And now he is just Jimmy Hatzel as we know him and love him. Um, so I'd say, I don't know that I've ever been. No, I've definitely introduced myself as Kelsey from Quick Pass, which we're not Quick Pass anymore. So um, I'd say maybe that's a good start. People might know a brand before they know you, but you kind of grow into your own personal brand and then separate. Yeah. I view Unless it as, it's your company. That's fair. I view it as an opportunity to like 
Uh, I, all right, gravity. Let me let me explain this for a second. Gravity. There. <laughs> is this what it's like film, doing a podcast with Morgan? Is this yes? This, this is the whole thing. Yes. For those of you who don't know, Kelsey also hosts actually a podcast, and I'm yes. not messing it up. It's the name actually That's, a podcast. That is what it's called. Uh, and I remember watching a few episodes, and it was a lot like this. Just ran like. <laughs> Random song song lyrics thrown in here and there. Um, but so when you're building your personal brand, if you have uh, two planets, they're, they're both like gravity. If you have the earth and like a pebble, they're both exerting forces on each other. You know, the pebble exhibits a much smaller force on the earth in general, but it's like okay. they're both pulling each other together. So if you're an individual and you're building your brand, it's not only an opportunity for your company to build their brand, but it's your opportunity to influence it. Mm-hmm. So it's like, at least knowing you and being friends with you for a few years now, there We're is friends. no, there is no cyber QP without Kelsey. It's like the first thing I think of when I think of that cyber QP is not just in time accounts or zero standing access. It's Kelsey and Jimmy from, uh, well, from quick pass, but yeah. cyber QP. Now. It's like, you think of the people you think of the times you had the dinners, you've gone out to the shows that you've been a part of, uh, go into the, the aquarium in Dallas. It's like that you, was think fun. Of, you think of stuff like that. Totally. Yeah. It's like building the experience and the presence. Yeah. Completely agree. So it's like not only this opportunity for you to build your own brand, it's your opportunity if you're given the leeway. If you're not, maybe it's a sign to go somewhere else to like influence the brand of the company. Mm-hmm. Um, That's a lot of pressure, too. It's not for everyone. Some people are really scared being themselves, for sure. Yeah. For sure. Uh, I could see how that would be really scary. I'd say as someone with colorful hair, I have had quite a few colors. People in public come up to me all the time and they're like, oh, I would never be brave enough to do that. I'm not brave. I just wanted it and I did it. But thanks. (laughs) People are scared. I'll give you that. (laughs) True. A lot of people. uh, One of the things that stops a lot of people from starting anything, whether it's building your own brand or whether it's starting a company or whether it's a podcast, it's like, oh, I wonder how people are going to feel about this. And yeah. if you really factor that in, you're never going to, like, trust me, there's, really? you, could, you could say, uh, you know, we should all be um, hugging puppies and puppies are cute. Somebody out there is like, screw you. I'm a cat person. You're like, I, I wasn't saying screw cats. Like, just saying, How like, dare you? Yeah, exactly. And so if you factored in all of their opinions, you just never get started. You never build something that's you. You'd never contribute really? to anything. Yeah, I I think there's a little bit in there too. Like you have to tell people what they like, which I don't know that I have time to go into that. <laughs> but instead of waiting to be like, oh, would they like this? Would they like? No, you just build it and put it out there. They'll find you. They'll find you. It's more. I, I view that as like the tying back to the authenticity point. Yeah. If your entire goal in building something is to just keep trying to snake around to find what other people like, you never end up doing what you enjoy. And really? it really shines through when you're talking about something that you don't care about or doing it in such a way that you have no interest in it. Yeah. Agreed. What, um, what would be one piece of advice for someone who's sitting on the sidelines, uh, maybe only posting once a week or f- less frequently? <laughs> How should someone start building their personal brand? What would that look like? Um, I mean, going off what we were just talking about just start stop stressing it stop you know worrying about if people will like it or what people will like maybe is better um but just start doing it you know 
uh, what the best time to start was yesterday. The second best time is today right now. Um, I'd say it definitely gets easier as you do it because it just kind of becomes second nature. Like, Oh, I'm doing this. Here's a thought that it ties back to like, it's something I can share. Um, I think in the beginning it's scary because you're overthinking everything and you're like, is this right? Is this what people want to see? Um, but people just want to know you and what you are, what you've got going on, be that professionally or personally. And you find your vibe, find your vibe, maybe groove. You find your groove. I don't know. You definitely, you get more confident in what you believe and how you'd like to say it. And there's always going to be people who say no, but I don't know if the rock made this quote up, but you can, it can either be one day or day one. Oh, I like that. Yeah. You get to decide. Do you start today? Wow. I'm using that. Everything. If if somebody wanted to reach out to you and, well, you don't connect with them unless you know them. Maybe people know you who listen to you. So where should people find out more about Kelsey? Where should people find more out about CyberQP? Um, I will say sometimes I do vet people. If we have a lot of mutuals, I will text someone and be like, hey, who is this person? Um, so don't fret that. Um, you can find me on LinkedIn at um, I am Kelsey Blankenship Lackland. I know that's a lot to spell, but it's likely going to be in the description wherever this is um, published. I am on Twitter slash X. Stupid. Um, at Kelsey at work. Um, I love being on there. Mostly now um, things have changed. Um, CyberQP is also on LinkedIn, Twitter slash X. Facebook. Um, we're all over the place. We are at almost every industry event that is hosted. Um, big green booth, typically with lots and lots of people. We are all super fun and happy to talk to you about securing your privileged accounts and self-service password reset and all sorts of other fun things. Awesome. There will be absolutely links for Kelsey for CyberQP in the description. So if you're watching or you're listening, you will be able to find both of them, for sure. And thank you to all the hardworking people behind the scenes who do all of that. <laughs> yes. Thanks so much for joining me, Kelsey. It was a blast getting to chat with you. And I'll, I know I'll see you soon at some event somewhere. Yeah. Thanks for having me. I quite enjoyed this. Awesome. Go on fishing. Go on fishing. Thanks, everyone, for watching. Thanks, everyone, for listening. And we'll see you next time. Thank you so much for listening. If you want to find out more about creating high-quality security awareness training campaigns that engage employees and change their habits, then check out FinSecurity at phinsec.io or click the link in our show notes. Thanks for fishing with me. See you next time.